Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in High Fidelity. Challenging, thought-provoking, insightful. This is God in Country, the collision of faith and politics. Hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran, former law enforcement officer, and founder of the internationally regarded executive protection team. Through counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. With today's edition of God in Country, here is host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Collision of Faith and Politics with Dr. Sean Michael Greener, the ninja pastor. Now, let me start off by saying this. First of all, this is not a politically correct show. I am not a politically correct man. I'm certainly not a politically correct doctor or reverend. So that being said, fair warning to you. So what is today's show about? Racism, terrorism, Taliban and Charlotte? Is it a race war? Who's warring with who? And, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter. Is it like the Taliban? Let me ask you this, too. We're going to talk about this right quick, right quick up front. Are you what you'd call, I mean, do you, would you call yourself a winner? Do you feel as though you are winning overall in life? Do you feel as though we are winning the war on crime, racism, and Islamic terrorism? Do you know the truth about what's going on in cities being burnt down right now in America, being burnt down by the inhabitants of that city? Do you know who the real enemies are? Are you afraid to identify the enemies? Oh, that's one that gets people. Woo-hoo. They afraid. Are you afraid of being called a racist? Ah, we have uncovered why, perhaps. You were afraid to identify the enemies because we're afraid of being called racist. Who among the presidential candidates, by the way, is capable of delivering a win for America? By the way, you want to see uh, something I'm going to say here in a few minutes. If you want to see a video and share that with your friends, go to um, go to drshawngreener.com, D-R-S-H-A-W-N-G-R-E-E-N-E-R.com or theninjapastor.com. I have a, a video piece on there called Why Aren't We Winning? Simple math. So you go in there and you find that. That'll be a little Facebook video of what we got going here. By the way, chat is open. I want to say welcome to the emergency room in some place. I won't say exactly where. Some place in northern Ohio, Battleground State. Battleground State, get her done. All right. So this is how I feel. And uh, y'all know me. By the way, welcome to folks all around the world. Last week, we had a gazillion people listen. And this week, I'm hoping to have two gazillion. Uh, we had over 800,000 people last week. And uh, it was one of our best Sundays ever, by the way. And we're doing a series. Because second part of the series, I was originally, I had the idea I was going to actually uh, do both uh, on Sunday. But O-H-I-O. 
uh, go Bucks. And so, anyway, uh, yeah, that's chat blowing up with the OHIO over there. So I was actually I entertained the notion of doing the whole. Uh, I, I usually have about four hours of material that I try to shove into a very small space. And so, uh, so, but I decided, Hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to back it down a little bit. I'm going to just back it down a little bit. I'm not going to go crazy. And so we're going to split last Sunday. So that is free of charge, no cost or obligation to you, the ninjapastor.com. You can listen to probably by now thousands of hours of free content. We have some eBooks on there. They're free as well. Not all the ebooks are going to be free. We're writing some ebooks now. We're also rewriting the collision of faith and politics has talked to you about this. And so you should know you should not be shocked or surprised. We are rewriting, not just the second edition. We are totally rewriting excellence killed the church. How mediocrity is destroying America. That's what we're doing. We're doing it. And that's what we're in the process of doing right now. That will be available on ebook. It will also be published in print form. Um, probably Kindle too. Kindle is brutal though. Just so you understand, I love Amazon. I think they're a great organization, but Kindle kills you. I make four cents, literally four cents on my Kindle book. So uh, I'm not getting rich here. So if you like what we do, click on the donate button at drshawngreener.com or the ninjapastor.com and we would love it. All right. So uh, this is probably a stupid series of questions, but uh, it'll make sense at the end. I, I have to ask these questions too, because I mean, Somebody's got to ask these questions. It might as well be me. You know, I'm not going to lose any friends over them because I have like, I'm almost out of money paying my friends, but uh, I don't know. Maybe, 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 maybe I have four friends, three friends, two. My mom still likes me. Maybe I, I don't know. Maybe she doesn't still like me. She listens and she's like, mm, I don't agree. Maybe she'll, she'll just click the eject button. I don't know. Probably not. I think she loves me. She said I have a face for radio, and I think that's a compliment. Why aren't we conservatives winning? Why aren't we conservatives keeping the republic? And I'm looking at Fox News Channel. You know, the numbers came out. Welcome to our guests in chat, by the way. So Fox News Channel, the numbers come out for all the radio stations. And for 12 years running, Fox is the number one news, work, not, news network, not by a long shot, not by a little bit, by a long shot. So if I'm understanding this correctly... Welcome to Jerry from Pennsylvania. That means more people watch Fox News Channel than any of their competitors. In fact, their numbers just came out. More people, it's than the top other three, number two, three, and four. More. That's a lot. I'm not great at math, but I know that's a lot. And all their other competitors are much more liberal, right? We can agree with that. We all know that. That's not a secret. Nobody's hiding that. So shouldn't this conservative band of America-loving, republic-keeping folks be the winning majority? Look, the NRA, it's one of the world's largest member organizations. It's not just the largest gun, pro-gun, pro-Second Amendment organization. It is the one of the world's largest member organizations of any type. And they're certainly best known for being a pro-Second Amendment organization, best known in the world. Shouldn't this conservative band of America-loving, republic-keeping folks be the winning majority? So follow me here. Follow me here. Most watchers, I conclude, of Fox News Channel are mostly conservative, right? We could agree with that. Now stay with me here. Most members of the NRA are conservative. Now, it would be a reasonable guess that most people that watch Fox News Channel are conservative and members of the NRA. 
Fair, right? We can we can say that. And 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 it's a reasonable guess. Most people watch. Well, I'll even put it this way: Fox News Channel. They most people that watch Fox News Channel are conservative, and they are also members of the NRA. So we have the biggest top for twelve years news channel, and we have the largest organization member organization in the world. And they're conservatives that belong to both of those things that, that, that are involved with both of those things. There's a lot of people, right? I'm not a superstar in math, but I, I even I know. So shouldn't this conservative band of America-loving, republic-keeping folks be the winning majority? So I got to ask you, would it also be reasonable to extrapolate, love that word, the, that most church-going, actual Christian, not pretend, actual Christian folks are also relatively conservative. Is it a big leap to also conclude that most church-going, actual Christian folks are also watchers of Fox News Channel? Well, shouldn't this conservative band of America-loving, republic-keeping folks be the winning majority? Is it also a big leap to conclude that most church-going Christian folks that are watchers of Fox News Channel are also members of the NRA? And look, if I'm calculating this Correctly, if I'm if I'm adding all this up st stuff up correctly, all of the above are likely to enjoy and appreciate the freedom that they have. And if I take that one step further, because that's me, I like to always go one step further, do a little better every time, improve on my performance. That same conservative conglomeration of people not only appreciate the freedoms that they have, but even more importantly, that same group also realizes fully and completely the blood and treasure of our United States service members who gave their very lives to feed the red stripes of the red, white, and blue. Their last breaths are what keeps the flag of the United States of America waving. Now, shouldn't this conservative band of America-loving, republic-keeping folks be the winning majority? Now, my guess is, and in full disclosure, none of my doctorates are in mathematics. So when you hear me say doctor, you know he's not a doctor of mathematics. So relax on that. But it is also reasonable to tether this blood-bought freedom to the very real fact that most of the United States service members enlisted and commissioned prior to 2008, most often they are conservative and most often they are pro-NRA. Now, shouldn't this huge conservative band of America-loving, republic-keeping folks be the winning majority? Would it be reasonable to conclude that this august body of conservative-thinking, freedom-loving, freedoms-appreciating folks, if they all banded together in solidarity and unity and acknowledgement of the assault upon our country from within our porous, our egregiously porous, almost not even actually a border, and from outside our borders, would this august band of folks be able to beat back the drumbeat of liberalism? and political correctness and the revisionist history that seeks to destroy the foundation of this country. Now I got to ask you this other question, say it with me. Shouldn't this conservative band of America loving Republic keeping folks be the winning majority? Now, could this group of United Americans put aside our differences and win this election? The most important election in the history of the United States. Let me assure you of this. The leftist America-hating, freedom-losing, republic-losing, enemy-inviting liberals are fully and completely united 
to defeat us and all we too quietly and too softly stand for. They win because they put aside everything. Why do they do that? They do. They put aside everything to beat us, to defeat us, to win because we are their enemy. Now, isn't it time we unite once again to win once again for the Gipper? Isn't it time we unite in solidarity on the front lines of this battle to save the Republic? Rich NFL players and gold medal winning female U.S. soccer team members and public high school athletes all across the country refusing to stand and respect our flag and our anthem. All that the flag stands for. Isn't it time we introduced them all to obscurity and poverty? Isn't it time we said, hey, you know what? Off you go. We out. Let me tell you something, that flag that they so disrespect and that anthem that they so disrespect, Arlington National Cemetery and all veteran cemeteries all across the country, they stand as a silent and somber reminder that we are about to lose everything that they fought and died for. Why? Because we are not unified with a singleness of purpose to win. Shouldn't this conservative band of America-loving, republic-keeping folks be the winning majority? Shouldn't we be winning? Don't we all want to be winners anymore? Hey, conservative America, conservative America, how about putting aside your differences and let's get together and win? Because it really is all up to us. You're going to learn more about that today. Hey, here's my website, theninjapastor.com, theninjapastor.com. You can follow me on Twitter, at theninjapastor. Follow me on Facebook, God and Country Radio Show. Uh, Facebook, you Google Sean Greener, you're good to go. See, that's the deal here, folks. That's the deal. So let me ask you something. You've all heard, by now you've all heard about Charlotte, what happened in Charlotte, right? Did everybody hear about that? Is I'm going to ask you, is this the headline for Charlotte, North Carolina today? Racist black cops indoctrinated by brainwashing, white systematic racism, totalitarian blacks abusing murder machines, shoots and kills yet another young, innocent black man for no good reason. And no one cares. So we're all going to burn our city and assault all police because they are all racist. Even the black ones. We know this is true because the dead black guy shot by a racist black cop was only holding his book, which is most likely a Bible. (sighs) I'm out of breath. That's a long headline. Not over yet which is most like a Bible or Quran because 99.9999999% of Muslims are peaceful. He got shot because he was trying to educate himself because the white dominant education system has it in for black people. Was that the headline? I don't know. I don't know. Hey, one of the people listening in chat says, you know what I'm going to do? Instead of going to NFL games, instead of buying NFL ties, I'm going to buy some ammo. I'm going to buy some food storage. I'm going to, I'm going to prep. I'm going to prepare. I'm going to do the right thing. Amen. Amen. You know, remember Charlotte, North Carolina is where they, they, they wanted to come out with this bill that said, Hey, you know what? If you're, you want to go to whatever bathroom you want, no problem. It's called the bathroom bill. And it's set a set a fire all across this nation. Everybody wants to follow. So here's the actual headline, Charlotte and Tulsa shootings. What police say versus the families. This is USA today. I figured I'd pick a, a liberal one. Why not? By the way, there's somebody holding. I don't have a guest for this show that I know of. Text me at my number if you know me. If uh, somehow or another we scheduled you to be on, and that's a 617 number, but uh, I don't I don't think I know who you are. So text me at my number or email me at smgreener at gmail.com and let me know uh, who you are and what you want to talk about. That's how we do it on this show. 
But, and if I forgot that you're going to be on, hey, I'll bring you on. No worries, but you got to let me know who you are. There are conflicting stories about what led up to a Charlotte police officer shooting and killing of Keith Scott. Police say he was armed with a gun. Witnesses and family say he was armed with a book. Now anger's filling the streets. All right, I was going to try to read all this. I was going to try to read all this, but I really can't. So let me just let me just say this, if you don't mind, if you'll if you'll just indulge me on this. I don't even like, I don't even like the first paragraph. Now anger is filling the streets. Is it really anger? Is it really anger? Because I'll be honest with you, I don't see it. I don't call it anger. I call it criminals. I call it criminals. I, you know, look, I'm sorry. You're criminals. Folks doing this are criminals. I look you. You're you're not some angry protester. You're you're all you're all Twitter pated over uh, what bad stuff is going on in the world. Shut up about that. No, you're not. Don't you put yourself in the. I'm I'm fighting. I'm fighting. I'm fighting. I'm fighting a good fight. My 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 hands is up. My hand is up. My fist is up in the air. I'm standing strong. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a freedom fighter. I'm for liberty. I'm fighting for liberty. What I'm doing, I'm fighting for liberty. They're not them. They're not freedom fighters. This isn't what actually is going out. I mean, come on. That's the real deal. That's not who they are. Come on, man. We got to stop. We got to stop describing people by what they aren't, what makes it sound better. We got to stop it. Seriously. We got to stop it enough already. By the way, um, this is, this is not related. I I'm, I'm just going to let you guys in. We're going to debut. If I can figure out how to do it, we're going to debut uh, won't be able to do it today, unfortunately, because um, I don't know how to do the studio and load stuff in. But Jesus, the only answer, new song by Kane Ron Rivoli. Um, I'm telling you, um, I can't wait to listen to this. I really, really can't. I wish I wish I could figure out how to do both of those things at the same time, because I would play it. I'd absolutely love it. So. Look, we got to stop. We got to stop describing these people as though it's anger that's driving them, and it and it's um. Look, we got to stop it. We get we got to stop it. We're we're giving them too much credence. We're we're telling these people you are more worthy and worthwhile than you are. See, that's what we've done. 
our education system. That's all we do. We create all kinds of fancy IEPs. Now I'm not, I'm, there are a lot of people that need IEPs, but it's become all the rage. Oh, your kid has an IEP. Let me get one. And then we, we, we go to classes all day long as public school teachers. We have classes all day long. Instead of teaching you where your mailbox is, teaching you how to get on your email, how to do all those things. Guess what we do? We teach you how to teach poverty-stricken people, how to teach in the poverty-stricken community. That's what we do. That's what we do. And these people grow up believing that there's something more than they are. You say, that's not right. You're a pastor. Everybody has value in God's eyes. Oh, yes, they do. Yes, they do. They absolutely do. Our caller is caveman. I won't be able to pick up. I've got, I've got honest to goodness. It's, I don't want to be disrespectful to you, but I've got uh, caveman 70 here. I see the U.S. becoming a Muslim, communist, third world nation. What do you think? I agree. 100%. Anger is filling the streets. Hey, Kay Rivoli is listening in. Hey, Kay, I'm going to try to figure out how to download your song real fast into the studio and play it. I want to try to do that. I'm, I don't know that I can, but uh, I'll definitely play it next week. You can bet on that. And I might even play it on Sunday. That sounds like a great song for me to also play on Sunday. And I'm honored that you would send it to me. You know, you guys are going to be the first to hear it. So here is the deal. We, for too long, for too long, we, we have been telling people, we've been telling people, well, you got righteous anger here. Because no one wants to say, go back in your house that you don't pay for and eat the food that you don't pay for either. Mm -hmm. We don't want you to feel bad. Right? That's why they made these uh, EBT cards look like credit cards. Oh, they just buying lobster and steak with credit cards. Woo, they all right. Am I the only one that's frustrated? We call them angry. We say they're frustrated. Or frustrated, as some people say. Protests broke out in Charlotte, North Carolina, Tuesday evening after a black man was killed by a police officer just days after another officer involved shooting in Tulsa. In both cases, police said they felt threatened and were forced to take lethal action. In Charlotte, police said the man shot by police, Keith Lamont Scott, age 43 and not one day older, was holding a gun, while family members say he was reading a book. But what really happened? Here's a rundown of what police say happened in the Tulsa and Charlotte officer-involved shootings and what family members say. Now, here's what police say happened. I'm going to give you more on what the police say happened. Charlotte Mecklenburg police were searching for a suspect with an outstanding warrant Tuesday afternoon at the village at College Downs in Charlotte, North Carolina, when they observed Keith Lamont Scott, 43. Not the suspect they were looking for, but he was inside a vehicle at the apartment complex. Uh, Charlotte Mecklenburg uh, police chief care. And he, I thought it was Kerr, but he pronounces it care. Putney said, Scott exited a vehicle 
uh, he was sitting in and he was armed with a firearm. Then he got back in the car. When officers approached the car, Scott got out of the car with the gun again. The officers considered Scott to be in an imminent deadly threat to the officers who subsequently fired their weapons, striking the subject, officials said. The police chief said during a press release on Wednesday, press release on Wednesday I think they probably mean a press conference on Wednesday, that police recovered a weapon from the scene and did not find a book at the scene. What book was he reading? Tell me what book he was reading. What book was he reading? Does anybody know? Was he reading the book? Was he reading the book? Does anybody think the man was reading a book? Well, you're just saying that because he was black and you don't think black people can read. No, I, I think black people can read. I absolutely think black people can read. I'm tired of hearing about how we how we shortchange black people. There wasn't any book. Come on. No book. Officers thought he was an imminent threat. He had a gun in his hand. Guess what? You get shot. Oh, and by the way, police officer was black. Now, here's what's said. It's time to change the narrative because I can tell you from the facts that the story is a little bit different than it's been portrayed so far, especially through social media, Chief Putney said. Emergency responders transported Scott to Carolina's medical center where he was pronounced dead. Newsflash, pull a gun on a cop, going to get shot. And that's how it should be. What Scott's fam, listen, what, what, what the dead guy, uh, what his family says happened. Scott's family alleged he was shot by an undercover officer while reading in his car. Man said he was Scott's old uh, brother, told reporters that Scott was in his car when an undercover officer exited his vehicle and yelled gun. He said the man shot him four times. Now, he wasn't there. Now, the victim's daughter says she was sleeping when she heard the gunshots. She got up and a neighbor told her what happened. So, of course, that's gospel. The brother of a victim in the officer-involved shooting says the cops were undercover. His sister told WBTV that Scott was sitting waiting for his children. He sits in the shade, reads his book, and does studies waiting on his kids to get off the bus. She told a reporter he didn't have no gun. He didn't mess with nobody. That's actually what she's, I'm just saying what she said. I'm quoting it. So the man's sister says he did not have a gun. Charlotte Mecklenburg police department says he did shortly after the incident. Now, who am I going to believe now? Who am I going to believe? Who am I going to believe? Shortly after this, Scott's daughter posted on Facebook under account an account that has since been made private. In the video, she repeatedly said, the police killed my daddy because he is black. Okay. She wasn't there, but okay. Neighbor told her about it, but okay. Now, this is what Tulsa police say happened. You remember Tulsa police, that, that shooting, the unarmed guy, right? There's video of the whole shooting on the internets. Just so you know. The whole shooting. All on the internets. You can watch the whole thing start to finish, 13 minutes and 42 seconds. You can watch it all. You'll be amazed. This is what Tulsa police say happened in that shooting. Tulsa police said they were responding to a call of a vehicle abandoned in the middle of the roadway. Now, in the middle of the roadway sort of makes you think 
that is just on the lane headed the direction that he was going in. But no, he was blocking the whole road, two lane road, blocking the whole thing. So in video from officers' dash cams and also from a helicopter, four officers are seen responding as Terrence Crutcher, age 40, holds his hands up in the air and walks away from officers toward his stalled vehicle. Now, we don't know if it was stalled. I don't think we should say it was stalled because we don't know. We don't know if the man just stopped there. Police say Crutcher did not respond to their commands and that one officer used a stun gun on him and another shot him. Now, the stun gun had zero effect. Now, let me tell you what that is, having been a police officer and having dealt with people on PCP. Now, let me tell you what else, too. This is a big dude. And I'll tell you what else. My buddy Steve from Ohio, he didn't have a book either. He could have used the Bible. He could have used the Holy Scriptures. They stunned him, most likely on PCP. We'll get the toxicology reports. Had no effect. Zero. And then the other female officer shot him. In the video taken from the helicopter, the male is heard to say, that looks like a bad dude, too. He might be on something. Well, you better believe it. Cops eventually figure out what they're dealing with. Why? Because if, if the police officers don't get it right, guess what happens? Cops end up dead. Bad guy dies, high on drugs, versus a police officer who's just trying to do his job, keep society safe. I'm voting on the police officer to survive. Sorry. Well, you're saying that that other fellow is not as important as the other one. Yeah, I'm saying exactly that. Sorry, one is contributing to society, the other's tearing it apart. So Crutcher, who is alleged to be unarmed, unarmed, is then seen falling to the ground. He was fatally shot by Tulsa police officer Betty Shelby, which, by the way, she's been placed on leave. It's normal administrative leave, which, by the way, he was he bled so fast. His heart must have been beating so hard because he bled out. I mean, good shot, by the way, not from very far away, but she made the decision. I'm not going to endorse or decry her decision because, quite frankly, I'll just tell you the truth. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But if, if he was trying to go back to that car and they don't know what he has in that car and the stun gun hasn't worked on him, what do you suggest they do next? What do you suggest? Watch the video. You watch the video and tell me if you're out there and you're dealing with this situation, what would you do? I would shoot him in the toe. I would, I would say, I would yell stop. Or, and if he doesn't stop, I would yell stop louder. No, you won't. There's a video, there's a video on the internet and I've experienced this personally. There's a video on the internet where it shows, uh, and then, and there's a, uh, there's a reporter and a liberal, a liberal reporter and a liberal mayor. Uh, there was a, uh, a, a guy with a, a knife. Uh, you know, the, the, uh, St. Cloud deal, you know, the, the guy in St. Cloud, he was just going to buy an iPhone. His family said he was just going to buy an iPhone. And then he, and then he's for whatever reason, started cutting people up, asking them if they were Muslim. And if they weren't, he slashed them, killed, tried to kill people. A bunch of people were hurt bad. And he gets shot by an off-duty police officer, concealed carry. Thank you very much. Second amendment. I'm going to tell you this right now. The first person to get slashed. Didn't have a gun, but the second person that he was aiming for had a gun. Guess what? Pop, pop. End of discussion. First person's injured. Second person is not. No further injuries. You're welcome. Yes, Charlotte is indeed a sanctuary city. Now, the the the, the liberal uh, reporter and who watched the video and the uh, mayor and the governor and all these people in St. Cloud said, look, I watched it. 
I don't know how that police officer did what he did because he covered 20 feet in about a second. We call it the 21 foot rule. People say, why did they have to shoot him? All he had was a little knife. It was only three or four inches. Look, I have a friend in Newcastle County Police, um, Joey Zerba, killed by two and a half inch blade. Killed by a guy on drugs. Good guy. Guy on drugs, been on drugs whole life. Kills a good guy. You want to ask me whose life is more important? Joey Zerba's life is more important. He did something good with his life. The other guy just killed people. So the, so the mayor and the other liberal, uh, the, the, the uh, news guy says, man, I don't know how he did it. That guy, I couldn't believe he closed that distance that fast. In about a second, 20 feet. Yeah, that's how it works, folks. Police chief uh, Chuck Gordon, Tulsa police chief, meeting reporters assured that justice would be done, and he called in the Justice Department to ask for an investigation. Now, I don't know why. The Tulsa Police Department, Tulsa, Oklahoma Police Department, can't do their own daggone investigation. Why are you going to call a crooked organization such as the United States of America Department of Justice, Justice Department, with their crooked, corrupt leader, Loretta Lynch, and ask them for an investigation? Now, by the way, she's black. Her predecessor, uh, old Mr. Eric, he was black. Guess what else? President's black. Just saying, just reminding you. Chief goes on to say, I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now that there was no gun on the suspect or in the suspect's vehicle. Jordan said, I want to assure our community and I want to assure all of you and people across the nation who are going to be looking at this, we will achieve justice. Now, this is what Crutcher's family says happened. Crutcher's family and lawyers said at a press conference, they viewed the video. They saw no justification for Crutcher's shooting. Now, they weren't there. All right, we ready? They weren't there. They weren't at the shooting, but they said they're now they are none of them are certified sworn police officers. None of them were. Got a lengthy history, by the way. His criminal history is super long. Oh no, that's not right. That's not you shouldn't say that. That's not fair. You judge on the basis of the merits of that incident, nothing else. Oh, okay. Bunch of whiners. The family says, hey. And the lawyer, by the way, family and the lawyer says the press conference, they viewed the video. They saw no justification for the shooting. It goes even further. Crutcher's twin sister, Tiffany Crutcher, said the family demands to know what happened and wants charges pressed against police officer Betty Shelby, who shot and killed Crutcher. We asked for facts. We asked for answers. And we clearly got it through the video. And we are devastated, she said. The entire family is devastated. So we got a lawyer real quick. We're going to win some money like Freddie Gray families did. The entire family is devastated. Tiffany Crutcher playing on the words of the male on the video shot from the helicopter said her brother was a good man who loved God. That big bad dude was enrolled at Tulsa Community College, she said. He just wanted to make us proud. That big bad dude loved God. I love God too. I do lots of things wrong. Now, I don't get in shootouts with police. You say, well, he wasn't in a shootout because he didn't have a gun. Can I just say this? Big old dude like that, and he's a big guy, really big guy. He's acting totally strange, high on drugs. And what happens? Oh, I know, Steve. Steve from Ohio. He was turning his life around. 
He loved everybody. There wasn't nothing he wouldn't do for somebody. You said you wanted cigarettes? He'd go steal some for you, just like Mike Brown. Yeah. He would go steal some cigarettes for you. He'd beat up a clerk for you. There's nothing he wouldn't do for you. He loved his mama. So back to the Charlotte police. He warned the suspect to drop his gun before the shooting, which triggered riots. 17 officers now have been hurt. Uh, seven of them seriously hurt in the hospital. Charlotte police warned 43-year-old Keith Lamont Scott again and again to drop his handgun before an officer shot and killed him. The police chief announced Wednesday morning after riots, damaged patrol cars, injured at least 16 officers, now 17, by the way, one of whom was hit in the face with a rock. Another guy was hit in the face with a brick. Now, they mad. They mad. That's why they turning stuff on fire, turning vehicles over, lighting dumpsters on fire, breaking into Walmarts. They mad. They angry. Police Chief Kerr Putney, uh, Putney, he says Kerr, but I, I can't imagine that's right. It's K-E-R-R, but whatever. He knows his own name. Kerr Putney said during a news conference that officers were searching for a suspect Tuesday when they saw Scott exit a vehicle with a handgun in an apartment complex on the city's northeast side. His officers gave loud, clear, verbal commands, which were also heard by many of the witnesses. They were instructing the subject once he got out of the vehicle to drop the weapon. Mr. Scott exited his vehicle armed with a handgun as the officers continued to yell at him to drop it officer. Now this is a black guy, by the way, Brent Brentley Vinson shot Scott because the man posed a threat. Vinson is black as was Scott. Now you might say as the family might say, as they did say the brother and the, you know, uh, and the sister, he, he wasn't hurting nobody. He wasn't hurting nobody. He was just there. He was waiting on his kids. He was studying, trying to improve his life, turn his life around. He was reading the word. He was doing his Center for Self-Governance homework. No, I guarantee that wasn't it. And he and he got out of his car. All he had was his book. And he didn't know because they were undercover. Now we don't know that for sure. That hadn't been that hasn't been put out yet. But even if it was, they were very clear. Many witnesses right there heard, and they understood. Now, you tell me the police are in that neighborhood beating up on poor black men, shooting and killing poor black men. Guess what? Guess what? That brother knew what goes on. He knew police procedure because allegedly the police are all the time up in his neighborhood beating people up, roughing people up. Hey, he was scared of them. If, if black men are so afraid of the police officers, why in the world did they do the stuff they do? They would never leave their house. I know I wouldn't. I think they're going to kill me all the time. Nope, sure wouldn't. No, I would not. Mm -mm. Mm. Yeah, Steve from Ohio put something, Muslims bomb and knife attack all weekend long. What's the media reaction? Hurry up, give me some police officer shootings. Hopefully a black guy. Hurry up, shoot somebody, will you please? Make sure they're black. Now, here's, here's what we're told. Chief Putney says, it's time to change the narrative because I can tell you from the facts that the story is a little bit different as to how it's been portrayed so far, especially through social media. Now, here's what I would have changed. If I'm the, if I'm the black chief, if I'm that black chief, I'm, I'm going to say this. Instead of, it's time to change the narrative, I'm going to say, y'all better stop lying. Y'all better quit trying to tell lies. And then the next part, because I can tell you from the facts that the story is a little bit different as to how it's been portrayed so far. How I'm going to say that, how the proper way to say that is, y'all better stop your storytelling because you know it's a lie. You know it's a lie. You know I didn't read no book. 
He got out of that car with a gun and he got shot, which is what was coming to him because he's up to no daggone good. And you brothers out there in the neighborhood, guess what? I may be black and my officers may be black, but I got a news flash for you. You step out your vehicle with a gun. By the way, you weren't even supposed to have a gun anyway. You, are, you aren't even licensed to carry a gun, own a gun. You, you're a person prohibited. You got a felony. You can't ever touch a gun, can't ever be around a gun. A gun can't ever be in the house that you're in, the car that you're in. That's what I would have said if I'm the guy. Y'all better quit lying and then quit getting on social media, lying, trying to get some payout, trying to incite riots and whatnot. You know you ain't no freedom fighter. You know he wasn't reading no Center for Self-Governance book. His comments were an apparent reference to a profanity-laced hour-long video that a woman claiming to be Scott's daughter posted to Facebook soon after the shooting, saying that her father had an unspecified disability and was unarmed. Now, she wasn't there. She didn't specify what the disability was. In it, she appears to be at the shooting scene, which is surrounded by the yellow police tape as she yells at officers. Oh, that's a good idea. Right, right on down there. Go on, right on down there. Get you on TV. Woohoo! She claimed her father was unarmed, had a book, not a gun. Police say they found no book at the scene. A woman did not respond to Facebook messages, and her claims could not be immediately verified by the Associated Press. It was also not clear if she witnessed the shooting. Well, we know now she didn't because she said she was up in the house. She was all up in the house over where they stay at. Police chief said officers requesting medical help performed CPR on Scott. Vincent had been placed on administrative leave while the shooting is investigated. Police said he's been with the department for two years. Meanwhile, oh man, I'm gonna have to put on one of my one of my voices here. An outspoken leader of the Nation of Islam, B.J. Murphy, called for an economic boycott of Charlotte at a news conference of black leaders, saying if black lives don't matter, black money shouldn't matter neither. I watched it too. I watched that. I was into it. He said, "You know what we ought to do? We ought to stop spending our money. We ought to do a boycott. All you whites." He literally said that. All you whites and your white businesses, boycott. Oh, okay, our lives don't matter. Guess what? You can't have our money neither. Keep your money in your pocket. Stop spending your money. We ain't going to take it no more. We tired of it. We tired of you killing our people. We sick of it. We ain't going to stand for it. This ain't the end. Veiled reference, of course, to we're going to hurt you worse. He says, oh, by the way, by the way, I'm watching it on Fox News Television. And uh, the funny thing is, is I'm watching it. And as soon as this guy starts going off, they were waiting for family to talk. As soon as this guy starts going off and saying all this stuff, they cut to some other thing. Oh, well, we'll have to go back to that once the family. Really? Because I think that's good TV. We mad up in this neighborhood. We tired of it. Now, he started his little speech with assalamu alaikum. I want to establish up front. There's one God, but Allah. There are no other gods, but Allah. And he was supposed to pray because the first guy that prayed was some bishop, dude. He stands up there talking about in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we come to you. We ask for help, Lord. We ask for help, Lord. Well, they shooting our, our children, Lord. They shooting our children. We need your help. We need your help to come down here and, make, and give us some justice. Help us get some justice. Racist police killing our children. We ain't do nothing wrong. We get shot all the time, running around. Don't nothing happen to him, Lord. Let justice come down. You tell us to pray and it'll happen. 
So let justice come down. Let your justice come down. Help us be an instrument of your justice. And then this guy, they announced this guy, he, you know, he's, he's a nation of Islam guy. Now you know what that is. And why that's Muslims. Most, most, most often prison Muslims, they join the nation of Islam in prison. So he wants an economic boy. What are you going to boycott? Let me ask you this, BJ Murphy. Maybe what you should have done is you should have gone on TV instead of using that time to call for all kinds of stuff and veiled threats on more white people, specifically white people. You said it, not me. And instead of doing that, you know what you should have said? Hey, y'all burning your own neighborhood. Y'all burning trucks that bring in stuff. Them innocent people, they ain't do nothing. They just hauling trucks. Stop rocking the road. Get out the road. Better act like you know you common. Get some, get some grown up on you. Tired of hearing it. Look, we're going to fight this, but stop it. Stop burning up your own neighborhood. That's stupid. People do dumb stuff when stuff like this happens. Stop trying to break into the Walmarts. We need our stuff there. Break into Walmarts. Setting trucks on fire. Threatening people. Stop it. Making me look bad. That's what he should have said, but he didn't say that. Police chief said 16 officers, now 17 we know, sustained minor injuries during protests. Now, that's not true. Seven of them were hospitalized overnight. Not minor injuries, hospitalized. TV footage early Wednesday showed dozens of protesters on Interstate 85 apparently looting semi-trucks and setting their contents on fire on the highway. Now, I want to address something right quick, right quick. Double time? I'm going to address this right now. And, and y'all, you can hate if you want. You can hate if you want. I'm ready. I've been hated before. How are these folks going to get up on the highway and stop these vehicles? And let me say something else. Semi-truck drivers keep on driving. Blow that loud horn. You got wah, wah, wah. Downshift and step on the gas. I'm telling you right now. These brothers and sisters and some stupid white people getting up in there, they're paid to be there. They're, they're rebel rousers trying to break up the fabric of our communities. The black community falls for it every time. They did it in Ferguson. They did it in Baltimore. They've done it all over. They do it in Chicago all the time. George Soros, you're welcome very much. Go ahead and let me be a semi-truck driver. One of them was a woman. I'll tell you about her in a second. They stopped. They stop. In the middle of Interstate 85, they stop because people are running out there. And they start uh, turning cars over and setting cars on fire, uh, breaking into semi-trucks and setting their contents on fire on the highway. Tuesday night, a larger group of... Now, you and I stop that. Pedal to the metal, brother. Pedal to the metal. White, black, yellow, purple. I don't care what color you are. Pedal to the metal. Pedal to the metal. What was that, Harv? I don't know. It's gone now. I think there was a protest. Hmm, not anymore. There's a speed bump. You say, Pastor, that's mean. That's mean. Look, these people aren't stopping cars. These people are not stopping cars because they are, in some way or another, freedom fighters. They're not. Troublemakers and community ruiners and country ruiners. That's what they are. They are not keepers of the republic. They are looters of the republic. They are not a benefit to society. They are a blight on society. Yeah, you heard me say it. 
That's exactly right. You got to start calling stuff as it is. Look, God gave them every opportunity they gave me. I wasn't born with any silver spoon in my mouth. I wasn't born wealthy. I could have chosen any number of ways to go, but I chose to serve our country at a very young age. I chose to be a police officer. I chose to serve my community in many other ways. Did nobody hand me a bunch of stuff? I, I put myself through college. 11 years of postgraduate education. No, no, no. I don't want to hear this. They're poor. They're struggling. I've been made fun of. I know what that's like. Tractor trailers and cars and trucks stopping on the highway. Stop doing that. Well, we're afraid of getting arrested. You afraid? Of, you better be more afraid of getting dead. You better be more afraid of getting dead because guess what? You don't belong stopping on the highway. Nobody belongs walking in front of you on the highway, setting stuff on fire. Come on, folks, smarten up and toughen up. Tuesday night, a larger group of demonstrators. Demonstrators. First of all, I'm tired of hearing demonstrators. They're not demonstrators. They are criminals. They are criminals, and I'm tired of hearing them described as though there's something more than that. They are nothing more than criminals. They gathered near the scene of the shooting. The Charlotte-Mecklenburg Police Department tweeted that demonstrators were destroying marked police vehicles and that approximately 12 officers had been injured, including the one who was hit in the face with a rock. Photos and TV video showed police firing tear gas to break up the crowd. Some officers were in riot gear. I'm going to say this to you. And you can take it how you want. However you want. I am going to say this to you. And I need you to understand this. I need you to understand this. I, I'm going to say it simple. You got to stop calling stuff what it isn't. You got to stop calling people what they're not. You know, we can lie to ourselves. We can say stuff to ourselves all the time that isn't true. I've done it. I've done it. They're not demonstrators. They're not angry protesters. They go, you say, but they are angry. They're saying stuff. They don't even know what they're doing. They don't have any idea what they're doing. They have no concept of the truth. None whatsoever. None whatsoever. So Tuesday night, a larger group of demonstrators, that's what they call them, gathered near the scene of the shooting. The Charlotte-Mecklenburg Police Department tweeted that demonstrators were destroying marked police vehicles that and that approximately 12 officers had been injured at that time, including one who was hit in the face with a rock. Photos and TV video showed police firing tear gas to break up the crowd. Some officers were in riot gear. Let me say this to you about that. If these people were so afraid of the racist police officers, white or black, male or female, if they were so afraid of police officers, I'm going to tell you something. They wouldn't be there at the scene of the shooting where this brother got shot and killed. They wouldn't be there. You know where they'd be? Hold up in their houses on social media, typing away. If there was any truth to the fact that they were actually afraid, they wouldn't have done it. They wouldn't have done it. No, they would not. They'd be hiding in their house. They'd be on social media. They'd be on their phone all hunched down. If it, listen, and I'm a, a friend of mine and I had this discussion today talking about who believes this narrative? Well, I'm going to tell you the race baiters, they believe it. The people, the lawyers and all that, they, they're just trying to get rich. They're trying to get notoriety. They know Al Sharpton knows he's lying. 
Jesse Jackson knows he's lying. All these slick attorneys, they know they're lying. They know it isn't true. All these people running around talking about, he, the police just shot my brother. He wasn't doing nothing. He would do anything for you. He would steal cigarettes for you anytime. He'd steal, you want a 40, he'd steal it. You want to steal some gas out of somebody's car because you want to go see your mama? He'll do it for you. You want some illegal CDs and some illegal single cigarettes? He'll, he'll get them for you. He'll do it. They don't believe the stuff that they're saying. They shout it like they do because they've been yelling their whole life. They've been trying to convince people that they're a victim their whole life. Why? Because the more they convince you that they're a victim, the more checks you write. The more you back off and go, well, there might be some truth to it that, you know, the black communities had a lot of troubles. You know, I wouldn't want to have to live there. They don't have to live there. You know why they live there? Because that's where their checks come. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I just said something incorrect. Their checks don't come to their house. You know where they go? To their bank account. They don't have to go check no cash, no government check. And they can get a debit card and they can walk around like they're spending their own money. So when this brother from the Nation of Islam, B.J. Murphy, talks about an economic boycott of Charlotte, news flash. Hey, that ain't your money, brother. That's the taxpayer's money that you're telling them not to spend. Broken glass and rocks littered the ground where one police car had been vandalized. Less than five miles away, wooden pallets barricaded the entrance of a Walmart that had apparently been looted. Why won't you bring those stores, no good stores, to our neighborhood? Why won't you? You make us go so far. We only got public transportation. Let me tell you something. I hear all this talk about public transportation, but I see all, I see all kinds of cars, all kinds of cars sitting out in front of these houses that they don't pay for on dubs and spinners and all kinds of stuff. I see all kinds of fancy vehicles going in and out of these neighborhoods. I see all kinds of vehicles parked up on the parked up on the uh, on the sidewalks. I see all kinds of them. All kinds of them. Don't tell me they don't have a no way to get around. Let me just say this real quick. The brother was reading a book. Was he registered to vote? Oh wait, he couldn't vote because he was a felon. I'm sorry, but let's say, let's just say for argument's sake, let's say we hear all the time. Black people don't have access. They, poor people don't have access. Mexican people don't have access. We don't have access to voting. We can't vote. So what are we going to do? You can't make me vote. I, you can't make me have to have an ID card. That's not right. That's racist. You're trying to prevent me from voting. <laughs> Come on. Stop telling stuff that's not true. Stop describing people in a way that they are not. Stop calling the situation what it is not. Charlotte police officers went to the complex about 4 p.m. Now, that's that's light out, 4 p.m. It's light out, and people can see. Looking for a suspect with an outstanding warrant when they saw Scott, who was not the suspect they were looking for, inside a car, department spokesman Keith Tritely said. Officers saw Scott get out of the car with a gun. They got back in. Now, let me tell you something. Having been a police officer, when you see somebody get out of the car and they have a gun in their hand, and then they get back in the car, you know what you're thinking? He's fixing to shoot me. You say, that doesn't make sense. Get back in the car. You with tender windows, you can't see what somebody's doing inside that car. Maybe he's got another car. Maybe maybe he's got another gun. He wants to get the other gun. Maybe he wants to get more ammo. At that point, the man exited the car with a gun again. Now I'm gonna tell you something. He's so afraid 
He's so afraid of white police officers, even though this police officer was black. He's so afraid of getting killed. But police officers with absolute impunity, they don't, they don't get in any trouble. He's so afraid of it. He gets back in the car and then gets out of the car again with the gun. At that point, officers deemed the man a threat. At least one weapon, at least one of the officers fired a weapon. He was taken to the Carolinas Medical Center, pronounced dead. Police blocked access to the area, which is about a mile from the campus of the University of North Carolina at Charlotte, as protesters gathered after the shooting. Now, this next thing, if you think I haven't been mad thus far, you are going to see. You are going to see, because this really makes me mad. This really makes me mad. Some protesters, first of all, they weren't protesters, they were rioters. They were heard yelling, Black Lives Matter, hands up, don't shoot. One person held up a sign saying, stop killing us. How do they make these signs so fast? Somebody tell me how they make these signs so fast. They can't fill out a job application. They can't get to McDonald's on time to work, but they can fill out a sign in 26 seconds after a shooting has happened in their neighborhood and come out there and protest and have signs. Tell me how it happens. Tell me how it happens. Tell me how it happens, my brothers and sisters. Tell me how it happens. Somebody's got to have an answer. Somebody has got to know. Because I don't know. Because I don't know. I don't know how it happens. Maybe they have signs already. Stored away. <coughs> Pardon me. Hands up. Don't shoot. We already know that's a lie. I'm going to talk about that in a second. What other footage shows protesters lingering around a police vehicle after shattering its windows? Yeah, that's going to get you. That's going to get you treated well. Uh, if they're so afraid of cops killing them, guess what? They wouldn't be busting no windows. You know why? Because as I said before, they're going to be holed up in their house. Oh, Lord, the police, they're crazy. They done shot one of our brothers. We got to hide. Get behind the couch, Laquisha. Get behind the house, Marquita. You better get down in the basement. Police are on a rampage. The whiteies are on a rampage. They're going to kill us all. But instead of doing that, and I, I look, I'm, I don't get this either. Why do their women all the time be putting on uh, halter tops and the shortest shorts they can find and come around sticking their, their cell phone in their bra, they're all the time doing that. Why do they do it? Stuff, all their girl business is hanging out. Why? Why? Why do they do it? Go put some clothes on. You fix it to be on TV. Oh, here you go. One television crew, news crew, television news crew retreated from the scene after demonstrators began rocking their remote van, which was parked near the apartment complex where the shooting occurred. Oh, okay. We, we need somebody to tell the story. We need somebody to tell the story. They the racist police officers all the time trying to kill us. They killing us. Stop killing us. Black lives matter. Hands up. Don't shoot. But the very people that are going to tell their story accurately, tell those news crews, we hope, accurately retreated from the scene because the demonstrators, in other words, the criminals, the murderers, the drug addicts, the lazy, good for nothing people sucking off the teat of your taxpayers for generations. 
the perpetually aggrieved just waiting to get a payday. Do I think everybody in the neighborhood is like that? No, I do not. But most of them are. So they have a chance. Somebody with a camera. And what do they do? They run them off. Why? Because they know they're not good demonstrators. They're not good protesters. No, they are not. So what's Charlotte Mayor Jennifer Roberts? She wants to be known as being the most liberal mayor in the country. She's our bathroom bill lady. Very proud, very out and proud. She wants, she's also uh, joined in the the, the uh, call for uh, pastors to give her, just like the San Francisco uh, mayor, we want pastors to turn in uh, transcripts of their sermons before they preach them to see if there's anybody's rights being, bi- being violated there. In Tulsa, hundreds of people rallied. Man, I hate this language. Rallied. Rallied. I hate that. Rallied. When are we going to stop saying stuff that isn't so? When are we going to stop calling things that isn't so? When? Hundreds of people didn't rally outside police headquarters. That's not what they do out there. They called for the firing of police officer Betty Shelby, who shot 40-year-old Terrence Crutcher on Friday during a confrontation in the middle of the road. It's captured on police dash cam and helicopter video. Shelby's attorney has said Crutcher was not following the officer's commands, that Shelby was concerned because he kept reaching for his pocket as though he was carrying a weapon. An attorney representing Crutcher's family said Crutcher committed no crime and gave officers no reason to shoot him. Let me reiterate this. If this brother thought that the police were out to, I'm sorry, if this brother thought that the police was out to kill him for no good reason, he would have kept his hands high up in the air. You wouldn't have never seen somebody's hands so high up in the air. He'd have been reaching heaven. The Lord Jesus himself would have been going, "Mm, brother, reach out. I guarantee you he would not have been killed. He would not have been killed. No, he would not. Hey, buddy, why your car in the middle of the road? And he starts acting crazy. Uh, hey, buddy, stay right there now. Stay right there. Go ahead and get on your knees. We're just going to pat you down, make sure you don't have what You all right? You want to influence or something? You okay? Come on, let's step out this road. We don't, None of us want to get hit. We don't want to get hit. Do something that we tell you to do. Do something. One thing. One thing. Nope, didn't do it. Had his hands up, puts him back down. Had his hands up, put him back down. Gets near the car, reaches. I don't know if he has a gun in the car. He doesn't have a car. Well, he should have waited. That officer, she should have waited. Betty should have waited. Officer Betty, she should have waited. Betty should have waited. Betty should have just waited. She should have waited until he comes out of the car with a gun. Remember that story I just told you about the mayor in uh, St. Cloud, Minnesota, when he watched the, the, the surveillance video? When uh, the police off-duty police officer shot the guy, the the Muslim, oh yeah, 99.999999999 of them are totally peaceful. Of course, it's a religion of pieces. And they were amazed. Man, how did he cover that ground so fast? One second. One second. The brother would have put his hands up in the air. Reach for the sky, brother. 
reach for the sky. Do what we tell you to do. Everything's going to be fine. You tell me that they're so afraid that they so believe that the police are just out killing them on a rampage that any little move and they kill them with impunity. They just walk around. Nothing happened. You tell me they believe that. They've grown up in a community that alleges that police officers are racist, that police officers are just out to kill them. You tell me they're not going to put their hands high up in there. Officer, don't shoot me. Don't shoot me. Whatever you do, don't shoot me. Don't shoot me. Uh, where are the riots right now for Lavoy uh, Finnicum? That's on video, too. Where are my Black Lives Matter peeps? We going to stand by my side? Because, you know, the federal government shot and killed that man, innocent as innocent could be, unarmed. Shot him multiple times. He didn't do anything wrong. Where's your, where you, you raising Cain? Because I'll tell you something, that guy never was. Lavoy Finnegan, never in trouble with the law. He was a good rancher. He did what he's supposed to do, raising a family. Great guy. Everybody knew him. He was a great guy. Committed no crime, gave officers no reason to shoot him, but they shot him dead. Black Lives Matter doesn't seem to care about white lives. They don't care at all. You go to my website, drshawngreener.com or the, the ninjapastor.com, guess what you're going to see? You're going to see some some pictures there. If you're if you're listening to this on a, uh, on a, uh, I can't, uh, Flycatch, I can't click on that because I've got all of my screens open and full, but I will save that. Uh, thank you for sending me that link. Uh, black men may have caused run police massachusetts high court says i don't know if you could if you could type out a real quick synopsis of it for me i can't look i can't click on it because all my screens are open but thank you for sending that i love that man i have i have i got some listeners man y'all are awesome y'all are awesome amazing thank you for sending that if in fact that was the case the brother would have his hand so high up in the sky he would have touched a cloud he would have touched a cloud. He wouldn't have had any reason. No reason. But Officer Betty said, mm, I think we got trouble here. Local and federal investigations in that shooting are going, the Associated Press asserts. Now, here's the problem, folks. I'm going to ask you a quick question, and I think that you know this. Local and federal? Who do you trust more, your local police or federal? I tell you right now, I don't trust. I don't trust the Department of Justice. I don't trust this Attorney General. You, you have James Comey, FBI Director James Comey, outline a case for which Hillary Clinton should have been arrested. She should have been indicted, and she should have been prosecuted, and she should be put in jail. I don't care if she's sick. Oh, that's so mean, Pastor. That's not very nice. My own mother said, who don't wish the death on her now? That's not right. You don't want to wish that on anybody. I got a newsflash for you. There's plenty of Muslim murderers and terrorists. I wish death on them. Bring a 50 with you. From a mile away, watch their head explode. They're evil and they're animals. And that's the only thing they respond to. They are evil and they are animals. And there's no way in this world they are redeemable only but by God. Jesus is, in fact, as my good friend Kay Rivoli says, the only answer. We're going to play that song for you next week, probably on Sunday. Federal investigations. They recommend all this stupid stuff. And then guess what? Well, I'll tell you that in a second. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Here's a question for Charlotte. And here's the Fox News Channel headline. 
Question for Charlotte. How does looting a Walmart, burning a truck, advance your cause? It's Todd Starnes. It was a night of terror in Charlotte, North Carolina. Imagine if you're somebody in an adjacent neighborhood that you're having to deal with that. What if your husband or your wife is, 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 is in there? They work the night shift or they're coming home from a volleyball game. They took the kids. They're trying to, trying to, you know, get their kids in sports, do whatever. And they're coming home and they're coming home the way they know to come home. They don't know anything about all this. They've been inside a metal building. They don't have cell phone coverage. And you've been trying to tell them, but they get on the way and you tell them, don't text and drive. Don't text and drive. They get on Interstate 85 right there and it's blocked. This rioting mob shuts down the Interstate 95 and attacks terrified motorists. I've got a news flash for you. I've got lots of rounds on me. If somehow or another you get me to stop, I'm popping a cap on every one of you. I don't care. I do not care. Horrified female truck driver told reporter thugs had boarded the truck and were stealing the cargo and setting it ablaze. Pillaged and plundered a Walmart. Now, let me go back to this. God bless this lady. I know she was afraid. I know she, she didn't know what else to do. God bless her. Bless her heart. Bless her sweetheart. Bless her sweetheart. She was afraid. I don't blame her. But guess what happened? She stopped her truck. You stop your truck, you're in trouble. You stop your truck, you're in trouble. Nothing's going to turn out good when you stop your truck now. Looters pillaged and plundered of Walmart, but guess what they did? This truck driver, because she stopped her semi-truck, big, many thousands of pounds, big truck, 18 gears, 21 gears. She wouldn't even feel that truck, even shake a little bit. She wouldn't even feel it, but she stopped because she thought she could talk to these people. Well, they're just demonstrators. They're just angry people. I'm not, I'm just trying to drive. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to do my job. So I stopped the truck. I didn't want to hurt nobody. Guess what? They don't care. 80,000, 80,000 pounds on an average loaded. My lands folks. My lands. She stopped because she's a good citizen. You know what she doesn't do? She doesn't loot. She doesn't riot. She doesn't destroy. She doesn't set fire to things. She doesn't take things that don't belong to her. She doesn't do that. She's good people. These people aren't good people. You say, well, they're just mad. I'm mad. But I don't leave out of my house right now and start turning over cars. I don't start setting fire to things. No, I do not. I do the right thing. Am I mad? Yes, absolutely. This poor woman was horrified. She said they boarded her truck and they, they were stealing the cargo and setting it on fire. Looters pillaged and plundered a Walmart. Put a sniper on top of a building and start plucking them from the scourge of earth that they are. Erase them. They won't even hear it coming. You say, Pastor, that's not right. That's not right. Do they own what's in there? There's nothing in that store. There's nothing in that store that is that is worth the loss of life. Yes, there is. Somebody paid for that stuff. 
That doesn't belong to them. It belongs to the people that paid for it. There's business supposed to be done in that store, not pillaging and plundering. Where are we living? You want it to be a war zone? Newsflash. Pop, pop. Tall building set back about three to four feet from the window. Nice infrared scope. Let them get close to that door. Pop. They drop. Let the next person go. Pop. That one drops. If you're stupid, you keep going. Remington therapy from 700 yards away. If you're stupid, you keep going. Bible says thou shalt not steal. Uh, somebody, I'm sure, will message me. Well, the Bible also says, um, um, you know, the Bible also says thou shalt not uh, murder. Well, you're not murdering. You're stopping crime. In Hebrew, the word is murder. It's not kill. It's murder. Get it right. More than a dozen police officers, they're just going to work trying to do their job. Getting called to the same places over and over and over to handle the same complaints by people that can't manage their own life. Come on, you can manage your life. You don't have to worry about how you pay for your food. We pay for it. You don't have to worry about feeding your kids at school. Guess what? We're going to give them breakfast and lunch free every day. Breakfast and lunch every day. Yeah, well, you ought to try to eat it. It's terrible. Guess what? If it's free, it ought to taste better. We give them free education. You don't want it. What stress do you have on you? Well, we live in a war zone. Tell you what, take responsibility. Stop stop breaking into Walmarts and stealing stuff, setting stuff on fire. Stop doing that. Start taking responsibility. Take a Center for Self-Governance class. Centerforselfgovernance.com. Secret sauce. Hashtag. I'm sick to death of hearing about it. I'm sick to death of hearing about good police officers, people who said, you know what? I'm going to do something with my life. You think they said, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I want to be able to shoot black people with impunity. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to join the police department. They let you shoot black people. Yes, they do. You don't ever get in no trouble. You shoot all you want. In fact, you get promoted. If the more you shoot, the more you get promoted. Looters pillaged and plundered a Walmart. Can you imagine where they live in their neighborhood? They pillaged and plundered. More than a dozen police officers. Folks, these people are trying to work. They're trying to work. They're not trying to, they're not trying to cause any harm. They're not trying to cause any problems. They're trying to work. They're raising their families. How about the Walmart people? People from the neighborhood that ride their bicycles that they bought at Walmart with their first paycheck so they could get to work faster. How about those people from the neighborhood that walk to work or take the bus? They're trying to work. They're trying to get a they just get a job and work. They're not trying to, they're not trying to uh, they're not trying to cause problems. They're just trying to go to work. More than a dozen police officers injured along with an untold number of civilians and at least three journalists were injured. The mayhem started earlier in the day after a black police officer shot and killed an armed black man. How about put it this way? An armed black man, when not following directions of police, was shot by a black police officer. How about that? How about this? Some dude didn't do what he was supposed to do, got out of the car with a gun, got back in the car with a gun, got back out of the car with a gun, got shot by the cops. Lesson learned. Dead man's family disputes the police department's account of what happened. 
Somebody explain, Todd Starn says this. Somebody explain to me how looting a Walmart and shutting down a major interstate advances their cause. How about this? Since 2008, this stuff has been getting out of hand. What else happened in 2008? Somebody, Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. Somebody tell me what else happened in 2008. Oh, I know. Barack Hussein Obama became the president of the United States of America. And guess what? We have been going downhill ever since. This is what happens when a nation elects a community organizer, which is nothing more than a rabble rouser, to the highest office in the land. And you tell me, because Donald Trump is not a, a, a politician, he's not qualified. You say we don't want career politicians anymore. We don't want them. And then the guy comes in there and talking about, look, I don't like how he says stuff either. Stop it. Stop whining me about how mean he is in the language he uses. You don't tell a you don't tell a wolf how to protect his pack. You don't tell a lion how to protect his pride. Somebody needs to get up in there, not caring. I'm telling you, I'm sick to death of it. We're now divided people. Todd Stearns goes on to say the rule of law no longer matters. It's anarchy in America. The driver of that truck said, well, was, she was crying. We haven't done anything wrong. When she was shattered and and uh people she, People are throwing rocks off of bridges, trying to kill people. Now, I have some good friends. Uh, I'm not going to say their names because I didn't ask them if I could say their names, and, and I don't know if they're listening or not, but I, I don't want to say their names because they, they did. I asked if I could use their comments, but I forgot to ask if I could use their names. Uh, but let's say, uh, we'll just say Sonia and Bill, husband and wife. Charlotte police warned 43-year-old Keith Lamont Scott again to drop his handgun before an officer shot and killed him. Police chief announced Thursday morning after rides down his patrol cars and Injured at least 16 officers, one of whom was hit in the face with a rock. Bill says this. Once again, the educational system has failed the poorer folks in this country by lowering the standards of learning. When not equipped to understand the situation, to be able to use some critical thinking skills, you miss the moment and get shot dead. This is not a police issue. This is an educational issue. These folks just don't have the ability to understand how to stay alive. No, I think they do have the ability. I, I, I disagree on one point. They do have the ability. They don't have the desire. Sonia goes on to say, though the education system certainly has failed a lot of folks, I believe this is a moral issue, amen? We are to obey authority, in this case, law enforcement, period. When we don't, we might be killed. When people choose to disobey authority, the results will never be good. Bill responds, true, but 47% have not been taught respective authority, so I blame the parent for this aspect of them getting killed. I amend my statement. It is the mother's fault, along with the education system, two epic fails, amen? It is the fault of the guy who disobeyed. The parents who teach their children to defy authority certainly bear blame as well. And you know what? Uh, Sat Radio says the ones with the bigger guns win. Kelly says, I think at age 43, the man should know right from wrong. Sonia says, I'm sure he did too, and he chose wrong. And you know what? He got dead. Here's five facts. Uh, the shooting... Keith Scott shooting you that, that what you know may be wrong. And this is posted today. And this is by officer blue. That's what he writes under Keith Scott shooting, uh, five facts, what you, what you know might be wrong on Tuesday. Keith Scott was shot by Charlotte Mecklenburg police department officer, Brantley Vinson officers, uh, have been in the area looking for a wanted person. You've all heard that. And when they were threatened by Scott, Scott's family quickly took to social media to begin spreading misinformation about the incident. Most major news outlets are reporting the version on the version of events from Keith Scott's family, but that information has major issues. Here's number five. Keith Scott was armed with a gun, not a book. 
The family members of Keith Scott have been saying that he was unarmed at the time he was shot. He was not that he was only reading a book. Officers observed a firearm in Scott's hand the time he was shot. The officers disarmed Scott after he was shot and recovered the firearm. The officer who shot Keith Scott was black, Officer Brentley Vinson, black officer of Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Department. Officer Vinson is the officer who shot Scott. Officer Vinson's skin color should have dispelled any myth about this being racially motivated shooting. However, stories of the officer involved being white persist. He wasn't white. He's black. False stories spread Scott's family, spread by Scott's family, resulted in an uninvolved white officer being targeted by people on the Internet. Scott's family likely made a mistake about the shooting officer's race because Keith Scott's family members did not witness the shooting, not a single one. Yet they talk about it as though they did. Keith Scott's family members, they didn't witness the shooting. None of the family members of the Keith Scott of Keith Scott were reportedly present at the time of the shooting, but they are spreading their made-up narrative as truth. It appears likely that there were witnesses to the shooting, but Scott's family wasn't present. Unfortunately, the media is using their narrative as the go-to source of information on the incident. Number two, Keith Scott was out of his car with his gun in his hand. The narrative that Scott was shot while sitting in his car while reading is false. Scott was actually out of his car, on his feet, threatening officers with a firearm at the time he was shot. Scott had been in his car prior to exiting with a firearm, but he was on his feet when the shooting occurred. Number one, any disability Scott Keith Scott may have had is irrelevant. When people say that a disabled man was shot, it evokes the image of a wheelchair-bound man. Scott was not in any way in a wheelchair. It is not clear what disability he may have had, but he was able-bodied enough to stand on his own and threaten officers with a firearm. The results of the investigation will soon show that Scott's disability would not have prevented him from shooting officers. Now, I've got to ask you in just a little bit of remaining time that we have, is this what this is all about? Is this what all this is about? Look, the left lies about all kinds of things, but the black rioters, the criminals, and it's not just black people, it's white people too, storing stuff up. Soros's crowd paid to riot. They listen to what they want to hear. And then what? They riot, loot, burn, rob, steal, and kill. Now they're bragging. A guy actually is on video in Charlotte bragging. We're going to go Taliban. We're going all Taliban on you whiteies. We're going all Taliban on you whiteies. Literally, you watched the video. I'm not being racist. That's what he said. Stop telling me that what you say is, when it comes out of my mouth, is racist. I am repeating what you said, Mr. Going to Go All Taliban on White People. Well, that's just rhetoric. No, it's not. Because they're burning cars. Because they're dragging people out of vehicles. Because they're, they're injuring and maiming. News people, because they're injuring and maiming innocent bystanders. Look, the Trayvon Martin shooting on an in, he was the innocent young boy. And they post a picture of him from three years before. He was the innocent young boy. He ain't do nothing. He was just trying to get him some Skittles. Meanwhile, he was high as a kite. He had burglary tools and stolen things in his backpack from that neighborhood. Well, George Zimmerman shouldn't have done it. The police ordered him to stand down. No, the police didn't order him to do that. A 911 dispatcher who is not a sworn police officer and cannot tell a person what to do in a situation from a dark room via telephone what to do in a life or death situation. Well, it wouldn't have been life or death if he hadn't gotten involved. You want somebody to do something about your neighborhood, but you don't want it to be him. How about Michael Brown? Well, he was, it was the shooting of an innocent, gentle giant who was unarmed. He had his hands up saying, hands up, don't shoot, lie. 
Ben Shapiro, he exposes the truth be, be, behind the media created myth of this gentle giant Michael Brown, 300 and some pounds, unarmed teen. Really? Because he just did a robbery. He just did a robbery. He just did a robbery. One of our great listeners just said this. She stopped because she was a rule follower. She stopped because she was a rule follower. She stopped because she was a rule follower. See, that's what good people do. They follow the rules. They do what they're supposed to do, and they don't get shot. Except for Lavoy Finnicum, white guy, gets shot. He's following all the rules. Cops say, put your hands up. Puts his hands up. What happens? He gets shot a bunch of times. Unarmed. Where are you, Black Lives Matter? You care about that? I guess it doesn't matter. Don't all lives matter? This gentle giant bull crap. It's poor guy. I'll tell you what. Everything that you know about Michael Brown is a lie. Everybody's lied. The media, the politicians, race baiters, they've all told you this story about some innocent, young, unarmed black teen, the gentle giant, murdered in cold blood by a vicious white cop. Really? Al Sharpton, always first on the scene when a black person is killed by a white person. Or in the case of, of uh, St. Trayvon of the Blessed Hoodie, a white Hispanic described Brown as a gentle giant, too. Over at the Daily Coast, a writer described St. Michael as a big guy who his family called their gentle giant, built to be a high school football player, direct from central casting. Mike was too timid for the sport. He was too timid, even though we have video of him beating the crap out of a, out of a, a helpless man, an elderly man. We have video of that. Oh, yeah. Too timid for football. According to friends and family, he had never been in a fight in his life. Really? We have one on video. We know from interviews in the neighborhood, everybody was afraid of him. We know that he had robbed the same store four times. CNN, the Daily Mail, all of them called him a gentle giant. And the man who deprived the world of this perfect gentle giant was, of course, the evil racist officer, Darren Wilson. Originally, we were told Wilson shot Brown from behind after pulling over the gentle giant for walking in the middle of the street, a situation President Obama would later term walking while black. Supposedly, Wilson pulled the six foot five, 289 pound Brown through his driver's side window, but Brown escaped and ran away from this mad emissary of police brutality. Wilson then allegedly shot the fleeing Brown from behind, at which point Brown turned around, raised his hand in the universal sign of surrender, and perished in a hail of bullets. Well, here's the reality. All of that is a lie. The first crack in the myth of St. Michael the Gentle Giant came in the form of a security tape taken just minutes before the fatal confrontation with Officer Wilson. According to police reports, the gentle giant, who had never been in a fight and was too timid to play football, grabbed a small attendant and slammed him into a display case. He also stole a box, box of Swisher Sweets, which are cheap cigars. The next crack in the St. Michael story, the New York Times reported that Michael Brown was no angel. The report explained that he dabbled in drugs and alcohol, which presumably is why he stole a cheap box of Swisher Sweets from the convenience store, since Swisher Sweets are routinely used to smoke pot. Indeed, Brown's system was chock full of THC, which is the active ingredient in marijuana. During the incident, Officer Wilson, the autopsy with Officer Wilson, the, the autopsy showed. The New York Times report also explained that Brown had taken to rapping in recent months, producing lyrics that were 
were by turns contemplative and vulgar. Here's a sampling of St. Michael's music called by, uh, this is Gateway Pundit, put this out. My favorite part is when the body hits the ground. I soak them up like I'm wringing out a sponge. Talking down to me, shoot off your whole tongue. The words of the blessed St. Michael Brown. The media and politicians cried bloody murderer when this information began to tarnish the candlelit altar they'd built for St. Michael. Just because St. Michael had strong arm robbed a convenience store, done drugs, cut some vile rap videos, didn't mean he deserved to be shot, which of course was true, but the rest of the mythical tale of the martyrdom of St. Michael began to fall apart as well. Officer Wilson's side of the story began to come out in dribs and drabs. After pulling Brown over, Wilson said Wilson tried to get out of his car. Brown shut the door on him. He then pushed himself through the driver's side window. He went for Wilson's weapon, whereupon Wilson fired the gun in the vehicle. Brown ran. Wilson chased him. Brown then turned around and ran toward Wilson, whereupon Wilson shot him several times. According to the Washington Post, more than half a dozen unnamed black witnesses have provided testimony that supports Officer Wilson's account of the events. Blood spatter analysis, shell casings, ballistic tests also support Wilson's account of the shooting, the Post sources reported. Now, a new autopsy report revealed by the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, the same newspaper, newspaper that originally termed Brown a gentle giant, showed that Brown's body had a graze wound on its thumb. The wound contained matter consistent with products that are discharged from the barrel of a firearm. That can only happen at very close range, so close, in fact, that there was no stipling, a patterning of gunpowder that will not appear within an inch of the gun barrel. In other words, as San Francisco medical examiner Judy Melanick said, this guy is reaching for the gun. Dr. Judy Melanick said, this guy is reaching for the gun. The autopsy backs up the altercation at the, at the car as well. Brown skin was found on the exterior of the vehicle. CNN reports that blood from Michael Brown was found on Wilson's uniform, police car, and gun. The autopsy even shows that Brown was not shot with his hands up. According to the autopsy report, the gunshot wound of St. Michael's upper dorsal right arm demonstrated that the direction of the shot was slightly upward, backward, and leftward. That means, according to Melanick, the shot traveled from the back of the arm to the inner arm which means Brown's palms could not have been facing Wilson. The rage continues, of course, because facts don't matter when myths have already taken root. Benjamin Crump, the Brown family attorney, he was also the Martin family attorney, said that family and supporters will not be persuaded by the autopsy report or eyewitness statements, according to the Washington Post. And, of course, local politicians have pledged that the evidence won't change anything. Meanwhile, the disciples of Michael Brown, you know, the good saint, pay tribute to his gentle giantness by fighting over how to capitalize on his supposed martyrdom. You know, of course, Michael Brown's mother, Leslie McSpadden, reportedly got into a fight with Brown's grandmother and cousin when she found them selling Michael Brown merchandise. The altercation ended apparently with the, another unnamed person hitting Brown's cousin in the face with a pipe or a pole. <laughs> Woo, that's justice, right? Hitting the face. I hit you right in the face with a pipe or pole trying to steal my money. I'm trying to get rich. Resulting in his hospitalization, the suspect then stole a box from the scene containing some $1,400. I'm sorry, folks. This is just, if this wasn't true, if this wasn't true. But never mind, the legacy of St. Michael Brown, Gentle Giant, will go on. Another martyr has joined the racial testament. Another fake black mark on white racist police forces everywhere. And the left's aggressions aggressive construction of the myth of St. Michael the Gentle Giant ensures that more young black men will see police as the enemy and the confrontations will escalate and that the left will have many more future opportunities to add to their perverse canon. How Michael Brown's death two years ago pushed Black Lives Matter into a movement. Josh Hafner, USA Today. I got to tell you something. 
I read this. I said to myself, you've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. Black Lives Matter. You got Baltimore, Freddie Gray, Minneapolis, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, New York City, Staten Island, Brooklyn. Activists who drive the Black Lives Matter movement and academics who study it say it all began with Brown's death. When images of his body laying in the street of northern St. Louis suburb and accounts of his killing spread widely through Twitter and sparked protest and media attention. If Mike wasn't killed and people weren't directly impacted, if we didn't leave our homes, I don't know where or what movement I would have been in two years ago, said Johnetta Elsey, 27, a Ferguson protester who has become one of the movement movement's most prominent voices. By the way, just so you know, George Soros and his money is behind it all. He is funding it. Without Brown's death, as he said, I probably wouldn't be as involved as I am now. USA Today says, we're demanding political change for black lives. Kwame Rose became an activist. He's 22 years old in Baltimore after a 25-year-old black man, Freddie Gray, died in police custody eight months after Brown's death. Black people dying at police hands isn't new. Rose said, but the recent instances have received more widespread attention because of social media. Black people have been having these conversations in our living rooms. If you're so afraid, that's probably where you'd stay. But apparently, you are not afraid. But social media has invited our followers and millions of them into their living rooms to have this conversation with us in a sense. Michael Brown, 18, was shot and killed in a confrontation with police officer Dan Wilson in Ferguson, Missouri on August 9th. Grand jury decided not to indict the officer. Really, they decided, the FBI decided not to indict Hillary Clinton. We're not having, we're, is anybody out there? He gave 27 things, violations of federal crime, serious federal crime. He didn't indict. Where are the, where are the protests? Somebody tell me where we're supposed to loot. Hashtag Black Lives Matter, now iconic hit Twitter hashtag, first surfaced in 2013 after the acquittal of Neighborhood Watch volunteer George Zimmerman in the Florida shooting of Trayvon Martin, an unarmed black 17-year-old. It accompanied a public expression of grief by Black Lives Matter founder Alicia Garza. Use of hashtag Black Lives Matter has diminished by summer, had diminished by summer 2014, said Dean Freelon, an associate professor at American University who studies online political expression. In the months after Brown's death, the hashtag had been more widely used among people sharing frustration about not only Brown's death, but also other incidents around the name, uh, country. Freylon co-authored the study Beyond the Hashtags that examined 40 million tweets related to Ferguson and Black Lives Matter. It determined that Brown's killing, paired with the protests and media attention that followed, propelled Black Lives Matter from an expression into a national movement. Handful of Twitter users played key roles in driving awareness of Brown's death. On August 9th, 2014, the study determined first St. Louis rapper Teth Poe tweeted a photo of Brown's body lying in the street that was retweeted more than 5,000 times. Let me get to the point of this because I'm about running out of time. What really bolstered the movement, Freylon said, was the protests and police response in the days after the Ferguson incident. By August 12th, activists, activists. Activists, I can't stand when we call them something they're not. They are criminals, nothing more. Criminals. Activists hit the streets. Police responded with armored vehicles, military-grade equipment, and what critics considered disproportionate force. Really? Disproportionate? Really? Really? Is that what you think? I say a strafing run. Get the cops out of there. Let them get out of there. Let a couple strafing runs from, I don't know, uh, A-10, Warthog. Let that, let that gun turn loose a little bit. You want to burn out village? 
You want a burnout neighborhood? Guess what? We can give it to you in about four seconds. Images spread online of officers firing tear gas and rubber bullets at the crowd. I don't know why they were firing rubber bullets. Shoot them down. Scoop them up. Bury them. You say, Pastor, that how can you be a pastor and talk like that? Because you get what's coming to you. You get what's coming to you. When you're in a neighborhood and you burn your neighborhood and you try to kill police officers, you've got to pay the price. No justice, no peace. Hands up. Don't shoot. Hashtag Ferguson. <laughs> Didn't matter that it was all a lie. Didn't matter to them that it was all a lie, folks. Truth doesn't matter. Truth doesn't matter at all. doesn't matter at all. It doesn't matter at all. Because they still do the same thing. They still want to do it. They don't care. They still want to do all the, the pillaging and the plundering. They still want to do all of it. doesn't matter that it was all brought about by a lie. You say that shouldn't matter. You say there's lots and lots of instances where there, there, is, there is reason to, to do all these things. And we've stood by long enough. We're tired of it. We're tired of it. Drink me some good, high-quality water. We're tired of it. We're tired of police beating on us. We're tired of police shooting us. We're tired of them being able to do all this. We're tired. We're tired of dealing with it. So we're going to burn some stuff. We're going to kill some people. Like the, like the brother on video said, national television, we got all Taliban on Whitey. Then they became organized. Then they started making money. Black Lives Matter. Somehow they are experts. Freddie Gray. He was just minding his own business. Some racist cops killed him. Lie. Meanwhile, the city of Baltimore, crooked as they are, the city of Baltimore gives the, what millions of dollars? Gives the family. All charges dropped against remaining officers in Freddie Gray case. That means every single one. Black judge, by the way. How about malicious prosecution for Marilyn Mosby? How about malicious prosecution? How about lying? How about faking evidence? How about there was zero evidence and there were zero convictions, but she did it for political gain? All charges, every single one. Every single one. All the other officers were acquitted. No convictions. Baltimore Sun said it also means that the Office of Baltimore State's Attorney Marilyn J. Mosby will secure no convictions in the case. After more than a year of dogged fighting against increasingly heavy odds to hold someone 
criminally accountable in Gray's death. Officer William Porter's trial ended with a hung jury and mistrial in December before Williams acquitted officers Edward Nero and Cesar Goodson and Lieutenant Brian Rice at bench trials May, June, and July, respectively. In a hearing Wednesday, meant to start the trial of Officer Garrett Miller, Chief Deputy State Attorney Michael Schatzow told Williams that the state was dropping all other charges against Miller, Porter, and Sergeant Alicia White. There's video from a helicopter. There's video from many police cameras. Tulsa, Oklahoma Police Department Officer Betty Shelby shot and killed Terrence Crutzer. I've talked about this. When they say that his hands were up, that he was complying, we can demonstrate that that's a lie. Video footage from the helicopter, the police helicopter circling. Tons of footage. Tons of footage. from police cameras in the cars. Look, I wasn't there. I wasn't there, but I can tell you, as a guy who's done the job, it's a lot harder than you think. Well, they need to get better training. You know why they don't have better training? Because they're too busy learning about how to deal with minorities and poor people. They have excellent training. Y'all are going to keep messing around and you're going to lose your police department. And you're going to see black people dying at a rate that is inconceivable today. But you know what? It doesn't matter. Officer Betty Shelby shot the man one time. He had been tased by Officer Tyler Turnbow. You can see at the moment that he was shot, his hand was down near his waist in the right front pack, uh, pants pocket area. This is when both officers decided to discharge the respective weapons. He did not have his hands raised. His hands were down by his pockets. He was ordered to keep your hands out of your pockets. Let me tell you something. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what he was doing. I don't know why he was doing it. You say, well, she should have backed off. Please keep backing up. Let me tell you something. You're going to have anarchy. You know, I said about the, uh, the Orlando, remember the Orlando thing where allegedly 49 people were murdered by, uh, Mateen and, and, uh, somehow or another, somehow or another, uh, Mateen's father, Sadiq Mateen ended up right behind Hillary Clinton. At a at a press at a, uh, a campaign event, right behind her, could have reached out and touched her. Tell me how that happens. Look, I, I'm going to tell you something. One thing that was found in the vehicle was PCP. And if you want to deal with something worst fight I've ever been in my life, I'm going to tell you this the truth. When I was a police officer, the worst fight was at 11:05 a.m. middle of the week. 11:05 a.m. middle of the week. I pulled a car over for totally blowing a stop sign, not even slowing down. The guy gets out of the car, and I mean to tell you, this guy was crazy. He was huge. He was much, I'm a big guy, and I was much bigger then, and uh, he was way bigger than me. He outweighed me by about 75 pounds, and he was taller by about six inches. Now, uh, about five inches, I think. And he starts coming back at me. I'm saying, you better turn around. You better put your hands up on that car. 
Better stop where you are. Listen, let me tell you something. He ended up fighting with me in the middle of a busy, busy four-lane divided highway. Now, I was a pretty strong guy. I could bench press 340 pounds I don't know how many times. That's how I finished my workouts. I was a strong guy. Multiple black belts. Lots and lots of advanced training. This dude, his strength was unreal. It didn't make sense. It wasn't just that he was big. It was that his strength was unreal. And that's what PCP does. I fought this guy for 11 minutes. You know how long 11 minutes is? Middle of the day. You know, the only help that came to me was from a retired Delaware State trooper. Guy came over and helped me get him handcuffed because he was so big, I had to use two sets of handcuffs. Took two of us. PCP is dangerous stuff. That man chose to put that in his body. He chose that. He chose to put that incredibly dangerous drug drug inside his body. Now, let me say this. Colin Kaepernick, I've had a lot to say about Colin Kaepernick and all the other teams that want to do these protests. They want to show how fired up they are, how tired they are of the injustices and police keep getting away with it. They want to show how politically involved, socially involved they are. Even high schools. Let me tell you the tale of two high Todd Starnes too. Unbelievable. This guy, two high school coaches from Washington state, both took a knee at a football game. Well, first there was coach Joe Kennedy of Bremerton high school in Bremerton, Washington. He took a knee to pray to God. What happened to him? He was fired. But then I'm going to tell you another story. Coach Joey Thomas of Garfield High School, he took a knee to protest America, and he was praised. To be fair, both men coach in different school districts, so the rules on prayer and protest may vary, but it does demonstrate how public schools embrace anti-American sentiment while rejecting freedom of religion. Coach Thomas made national headlines after over the weekend after he joined the entire high school football team in a protest during the national anthem. Here's what I say to do. Folks in the stands, parents, you tell your kid, you go ahead and sit down. You go ahead and take a knee during our national anthem. You go ahead and not put your hand over your heart and sing the national anthem. You go ahead and let me catch you. You see what happens to you. You'll never play football again. You'll never sit down again. That's what my family would have told me. Oh, you don't want to put your hand over your heart? Oh, you want to stand for all the people who have bled and died and fought for this flag? Oh, okay. You'll see what I do to you. But this coach, Coach Thomas, he he made national headlines by joining his team, joining in the protest. Conversation started two weeks ago when we were talking about life and some of the things that some of the young men have experienced as far as social injustices and how to deal with certain situations being a man of color, Coach Thomas told television station King. It is very refreshing to see these young men and women stand up for what they believe in. Really? And by stand up, he he meant sit down. Thumbing their nose at America for the entire season. He said the idea for the protest came from the players. Are you the coach? He says, I supported 110%. Hey, idiot. There's only 100%. There's no 110. Dummy. This is student-driven. Really? Because when students want to pray, they get in trouble. When students want to stand up when given the valedictorian speech and they want to give all honor and glory to the Lord Jesus Christ, 
to Yeshua Hamashiach. I want to thank God. I want to thank my parents for instilling in me a, 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 a respect and acknowledgement and worship of God. Without him, I couldn't have done this. Oh, guess what? We're not going to give you your diploma. Student-led. Hard to believe, though, in Seattle. This is a Seattle area. This coach did this. Many locals are pretty upset at the coach and the team. They accuse him of spitting on our freedom and disrespecting our troops. He says, we love our troops, he told the television station. It's because of our troops we can exercise this right freedom of speech. In other words, he says, you know, the only way you can honor the military is by denigrating them and the flag they defend. Hey, school district says that's fine. Students kneeling during the national anthem are expressing their rights protected by the First Amendment. What about the candidates? I mentioned I mentioned uh, Colin Kaepernick. You know, he's a washed-up player. He's washed up. He's trying to make it hard to get fired, put press. You heard the great uh, Dave Perkins on this radio show talking about why he thinks it was happening. I think he's spot on, folks. I think he's spot on. Once again, my buddy Dave is spot on. He's just trying to stay in the game. The other professional NFL and NBA players won't stand, won't put their hand over their heart. They want to cash the money. They want to cash the money. They want to cash the checks. They want to do all that. But you know what they don't want to do? They don't want to do what they're supposed to do. They don't want to do what they're supposed to do. They don't want to fight for this country. You know what? What they want to do is they want to they want to go play a sport and they want to get paid big money. They want to get paid big money and they want to cash big checks and they want to live the life. They want to have all kinds of jewelry on them. They want to live the life and look the part, drive the cars, fly the planes, wear the bling. Go on and go on and get in a Humvee over in Afghanistan. Go on and get a Get, do a street patrol. Do a street patrol in Iraq. Go ahead and go into the communities that you say the police have been so abusive of you in. Go ahead. Go ahead and do it. Go ahead and try to fix some things. How about fix some playgrounds? In the neighborhood near where I live, the town said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to put near this basketball court is a little park this basketball court, we're going to put in, because we think it will be good, we're going to put in porta-potties, Johnny on the spot, so these kids don't have to go down to the woods. You know, we'll give them a good way to do it. Porta-potties were up two nights. Those same kids turned them over, flipped them over. Guess what? Town said, okay, you don't want a porta-potty? You don't want to treat things right? Well, we'll just have to go ahead and take them away. Sorry. I think we need to take that track in other areas of life. I'm going to tell you something, folks. You need to understand that these NBA players and these NFL players, they say stands for not for long. NFL stands for not for long because you can get hurt. You can, you get washed up. You say, you say, well, it's not for long. Not for long. Well, I'll tell you what, it ought to be not for long because we ought to choke their money supply. Turn off your television. Stop going to the games. Stop paying the parking. You say, well, that hurts a lot of people that aren't involved in that. You know what? Those people will start screaming. Those people will start screaming when they get sick and tired. 
when they get sick and tired of losing money because some punk privileged guy who was raised by white people because his black family rejected him, they'll get sick and tired. At some point or another, you got to hurt some people in the pocket. That uh, that Nation of Islam guy in Charlotte today, guess what he said? He said, we're going to hurt them in their pockets, Whitey. we tired of it. Let's do that to the N N NBA. Let's do that to the NFL. Let's do it to all of them. Let's do it to all of them. Hit them in their pocket. I'm tired of hearing it. I'm tired of hearing how, about how bad. They're suddenly social justice warriors. They don't know the first thing. Cost them. Cost them money, cost them time. Folks, I'm going to be on on Sunday. Sunday at 530. Same channel. Go to theninjapastor.com or drshawngreener.com. Go there. Learn all about it. You can listen for free. Then cost you a thing. Follow me on Twitter at, at the Ninja Pastor. I'm on Facebook. Click on there. Put me in the search bar. I'll pop up all over the place. How about joining up on our, uh, we have a little list thing and, and nobody sells your name. All that stuff. Get on there and, and get her done. The ninjapastor.com. There's a little thing pop up. Put your name in. Put your email address. You'll get updates. We do all kinds of stuff. You're the first to know. Doesn't cost you a thing. Doesn't cost you a thing. Look, America is on the cusp. We're about to lose everything. As I said in my Facebook Live video, it's on the website, theninjapastor.com. You go there and you'll watch it for free. It is really all up to us. We got two politicians. One of them has been exposed her whole life as a liar. We can't trust her. You think that it's bad now. You would let her get in office. Join us on Sunday. We'll be here, 5.30. Thank you all for joining me. I appreciate your support. If you feel like you want to support us in a financial way, click on the donate button at theninjapastor.com. We'd be glad to have it. We'll treat whatever you give with great respect. We put it right back in the show. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. Join us next time for The Collision of Faith and Politics. And please follow this show at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash The Ninja Pastor. And follow Dr. Sean on Twitter at The Ninja Pastor and on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash God in Country Radio and at www drshawngreener.com In the meantime, Dr. Sean will be fighting for you and for this great country. Thank you for joining in this fight.